0: What's up, everybody? We've got a new partner alert. We've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys with... Smoking Hot deals to offer. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, and one off of Broadway, and also one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Solace has some banging deals this month. Here's a few to look forward to. Memorial Day, buy three, get one free, the entire store. They have a bunch of other really great deals. You should definitely check them out. Plus... You will get 20% off your entire purchase when you use the promo code DMVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You can head to their website, visit their menu, order online, and pick up at your earliest convenience. Just head to solace, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com and purchase from there. And don't forget to use that promo code DMVR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase at checkout.
1: Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte.
2: Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis guy.
1: He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen.
3: dog
4: two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good the block. You won't see it for long. Two run home ride. Trevor Story. Lock It's on touchdown
1: number two for sudden got it oh man that's from way downtown and the blue arrow is flying at pepsi center Score! it's too
3: good to be true
0: Welcome into the Denver sports podcast presented by the one and only Breckenridge Brewery. I am not drinking a seltzer or a beer just yet. Drew's got one, of course, but I am drinking Strava craft coffee from a Breck brew mug. So I feel like I'm somewhat contributing.
3: I mean, I feel like you got two, two bases set there.
0: Exactly, because, you know, I'm about to go play a uh, round of golf, need some caffeine before I start drinking the seltzers. Um, but Ruto also has some, and Harrison is right next to the fridge full of Breck Brew Lemonade. So.
4: I'm in a bar, so. You,
0: you are literally in a bar. So definitely, if you're interested in drinking some Breck Brews or having some of the amazing seltzers, go to the DMVR bar it is insane the crowd um, that we got last night for the Nuggets game. I assume Sunday for the Abs is going to be as crazy. So definitely get there early. But there is eight beers on tap, plus we're selling seltzers. Or if you are not in the area, you can go onto the Breck Brew Locator on their website and find out where there might be some Breck Brews closer to you. But today I have got Harrison Wind, Nathan Rudolph or Rudo, uh, Zach Stevens, and Drew Creisman, and as always, I am your host, Ali Monroy. Well, I guess I shouldn't say, as always, as last week, I was not your host. Um, but... Ryan did okay, I think. Rudo, you were on the show. How did he do?
2: He was good. It was good. I,
0: I listened to it, and he was like, "Oh, let's make sure people are watching before we start talking." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> good start. Did you go live? Like, okay. Well, uh, today we are talking about the most unexpected playoff performances in Denver sports history. This topic stems from last night. The Nuggets had an incredible performance from Austin Rivers, and the DMVR bar was literally chanting Austin Rivers, and when you look at that team, I don't think you would expect Austin River chants to be going around in a bar in Denver. So let's start off with you, Harrison. Who is the most unexpected playoff performance that you've seen on the Nuggets team?
4: I mean, we can just talk about Austin Rivers last night. (laughs) Um yeah. To have a performance where an entire bar is chanting Austin Rivers, like if you would have told me that was going to happen at the be- – if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season that in May there was going to be a bar full of people chanting Austin Rivers' <laughs> name and he was playing for the Nuggets? Yeah. That would have been like, nah, like, there, there's absolutely no way. What a
0: weird dream um, you had. That's what we like. <laughs> it's not real. So,
4: the, the series of events that had to happen for this – performance last night to even occur Jamal Murray gets hurt will Barton gets hurt PJ Dozier gets hurt Austin Rivers chooses to sign in Denver uh, like he almost didn't sign here um and then he he goes crazy in the fourth quarter it's wild I, I mean this guy was on his couch a month and a half ago before Denver signed him to a 10-day contract they weren't even sure if he was going to be with the team through the rest of the season um, So for him to come in and he is like an integral part of Denver's rotation. He is like the Nuggets need him to play well to win this series, which again is just wild that he's this big of a factor alongside Faku Campazo, while the Nuggets are going up against one of the best backcourts in the league in Damian Lord and CJ McCollum and are leading two one in the series. So uh, yeah, unexpected <laughs> is probably an understatement with him.
0: So I feel like with this topic, we are going to talk a lot about some guys that uh, fans from other teams might not really know or understand. I was telling Rudo and Evan before the uh, Free Skate Friday Av show about uh, Austin Rivers' performance last night, and Evan was like, "Who?" Um, so I want you guys to go a little in detail, not. much in detail but just so austin rivers was signed to a 10-day contract that's how he started on the nuggets but where was he before harrison
4: so he was with the knicks this season and then he was sent to the thunder and then just pretty much um sat on his couch for, for a couple months but austin rivers is probably he's more well known throughout the nba than you would think because he's just been on a lot of teams he's a big name he's doc rivers's son So he's just a guy that people know. But the story of Austin Rivers is it's one of the best stories of the playoffs so far because this is a guy who was really humbled for like the first time in his life, in his basketball career, when he was a free agent and out of a job uh, in March and April. He was really humbled. And from just talking to him, what he said is he really totally changed his perspective on his life and just how he approaches approaches the game, how he approaches his job and really recognize like some of the things that he did wrong in the past, because a big reason why he was a free agent for so long is people and teams were kind of scared off by some of the rumors and what people were saying about his character and teams were worried he wouldn't be able to fit in the Nuggets locker room. And that really got to him when he heard that and heard why teams didn't want to sign him. And so his total perspective on like him himself as a person and how he was as a basketball player totally changed. And and he has just 100% bought into the Nuggets culture and just system and and has been in such such a great fit. So his redemption story and kind of the reclamation project of Austin Rivers is is a great kind of feel good story of these playoffs.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine hearing that you might be like toxic in a locker room. Like that really causes reflection as to like, oh, whoa, I'm not getting hired. Like you said, because I might, there might just, there's all these rumors attached to me and I might just not fit in, into a locker room, um, like the nuggets. And that's awesome that he has changed and he's bought in. And the quotes that come out from Austin rivers about playing with Michael Porter jr. Playing with Jokic are so awesome. He's so excited to be in the organization and then to have a performance like that last night where a fricking bar is, is just chanting your name over and over and over again is yeah. pretty freaking cool
4: yeah and, and it was the perfect situation in denver because austin rivers needed the nuggets to like i said kind of remake his image um catch on with the team at the end of the season and look he's fighting for a contract next year you know, I, I don't think he's guaranteed like to have a job next year if he doesn't have a good run with the play with the nuggets in the playoffs but the Nuggets also needed him. Like, let's be honest, they they needed him because they had so many injuries, and they just needed a guy who was experienced to, to kind of come in and hold his own. And that's what he's done.
0: All right, let's jump in to the Broncos because this one. I sorry, Colfax sirens. Uh, <laughs> I is mean, the bar this, this is on gonna... fire. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, uh, I, this next one has a lot of hype coming for it. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we're good. Hopefully, that doesn't mean there's others. Uh,
4: it's Colfax. You get a lot of sirens here. Yeah. Comes, comes with the territory.
0: You do. Um, so I was saying that we're going to have to give a little bit of a description of each of these guys, um, for the people listening from other fans' bases. But Zach, the person you chose, I think everyone knows.
3: Yeah, everyone knows this backup tight end out in Jacksonville, Mr. Tim Tebow. He doesn't really need never an heard of him. <laughs> he, 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 Didn't he play in person. another
0: sport too?
3: Yeah, I mean a baseball player. We're talking about a baseball player. Say the player Mets, the guy played... with the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah a triple A baseball player sure, that somehow yeah. made it into the NFL. That's who we're talking about here. And when when I thought of this, you know, Tebow jumps to your mind. But then it's like, well, was was he expected to do this? And when you really look at this, no, he he was not supposed to do what he did back against the Steelers in the first round. And kind of the setup to this game is what just shows you why. There were no expectations for him. So Broncos go on a run with Tebow. Obviously Tebow magic just takes over Denver uh, for throughout that 2011 season. But then at the very end of the season, what happens is this, I mean, the sirens happen. It it just, uh, the, the, the team just starts falling apart and people are like, oh my gosh, they need an ambulance right now. And they lose (laughs) three straight games. But still make the playoffs, and in those last three games, that it's an lost... ass
0: goal horn. <laughs> exactly
2: coming to arrest you for calling Tebow a baseball player. What about Tim
3: Tebow, like people... But I'm, I'm giving I'm giving him a lot of love right now, right? Uh, and 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 I love Tim Tebow. But in those last three games, he was awful. The Last three games of the regular season, he had 43 or 41 percent completion. He had one touchdown four interceptions, only throwing 150 yards per game. It was as bad as bad could be. In fact, there were thoughts during that playoff week leading up to the game that they may put in Brady Quinn to play quarterback until they got into the red zone. That's just how bad it was, was the Broncos made the playoffs and they were thinking of making a quarterback change, which you would never see happen uh, unless it's Tim Tebow playing so bad. But then what does he do? At home, an 8-8 and team hosting a very good Pittsburgh Steelers team. Not only does he have a 75-yard walk-off touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas, which just sends the crowd absolutely berserk in one of the biggest upsets in playoff history, but he actually plays extremely well in that game. He goes – he well, he only threw for 47% <laughs> but, hey, better than the last three games, right? He had 125 passer rating, no interceptions, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, almost over 300 yards rushing and in and, and passing combined. It was, it, it was a, uh, incredible performance. One might say from the heavens and that would, uh, you know, fit Tim himself.
0: Um, that, we've got, uh, I, I go just ahead. gotta say,
3: um, that Tebow
4: pass to Demarius Thomas was so symbolic of just the entire Tim Tebow experience <laughs> because sometimes he would throw these lasers and then the next pass, you know, would bounce like 10 feet in front of his receiver. And for him to throw that pass that on the money was just like, Oh, this is, of, this
3: is of course, Tim Tebow. Like yeah. this, right. this is so classic.
0: Well, and Harrison, and of on course, a walk-off of of fashion. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: And, and to, to, to build off that symbolism of the Tebow, it, was the defense that really carried that team throughout the season, but right. they never get any credit. And there, <laughs> then there were also some crazy things that happened, like Chicago Bears guy stepping out of bounds to, to keep the Broncos in it. And then, so Tebow does have a really good pass, but it should have been like a 10, 15-yard completion. But then someone else picks up a huge load of work. Demarius Thomas, of course, has an awesome stiff arm and then just goes all the way to the house. So, I mean, Harrison, that, that play really does sum up exactly the the. T- Tebow experiment.
0: We have Patrick here, Patrick Lyons in the comments um, saying, why didn't the Broncos coaches identify Tebow as a tight end earlier?
3: Mm, well, they did. I think the NFL identified him as a tight end. And Tim said, no, no, no. In fact, I'm going to go play baseball. I'm going to go try to join drew and the Rockies instead of playing tight end. And then when baseball said, you got to get out of here, he said, okay, okay, I'll be a tight end.
0: See, that was one thing that Slight I Slight detour. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Tebow when he went to the MLB because he could have had a really great, continue to have a great uh future in the NFL as a tight end. Clearly, quarterback was not the position for him, and his stubbornness stopped him from trying out another position. I know he played like he loved playing quarterback, but still like this is you want to be in the NFL. Why not try this out and see and then make the decision. But he was like, Nope, I'm not playing tight end at all. I'm going to another sport. And I was like, Okay, have fun. Yeah, it was
3: really, it was really <laughs> disappointing because, Allie, I think it would have been fun for everyone. Like, I, yeah. I love that Tim Tebow's down in Jacksonville now. I, I really hope he makes the team, plays against the Broncos in Week 2, just because Tim is, like, one of the most fascinating guys that has ever been in sports, just with everything he has going on. Uh, and so it was disappointing to see him have to go through the minor league system. And, I mean, even what he did there, it wasn't a success, but it was pretty impressive for a guy that had played football.
0: Uh, We have Evan here in the comments saying, Tebow let his ego get in the way of being a professional football player, which and now he's going to be a tight end, so we'll see how that goes. But I totally agree. But he, I didn't realize the last few games beforehand he had been struggling so much because when you do think of Tebow, you just think of the expectation of, oh, fourth quarter is going to come around and he's going to shine and the Broncos are somehow going to win this.
3: Yeah, and that did not happen. In fact, in the game before the playoffs, it was so bad. He had 27% completion on passing, only six completions, one interception, a 20-passer rating. It was as bad as you can be.
0: That is crazy. Uh, We've got some Nuggets fans here in the comments uh, who say they don't know who any of these other teams are. But big shout-out to a man with the wind in his hair. Goodbye.
4: My man. Thanks. My man. Hopefully you
0: hit us with a thumbs up. That's all that matters.
4: Yeah, just yeah. Even if Come you don't like tomorrow. the other
0: teams we talk about. 330
4: yes. pregame show. Game four.
0: I thought the game was at two. Ba, 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 ba,
4: ba, 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 ba. Oh, it is That's... at two. 130. 130
0: pregame show. <laughs> I was like, did they change it on me? Um, all right, before we jump into Rockies and Avs, Let's talk about some betting. Harrison, let's talk about the Nuggets. Did you hit on any big bets yesterday on DraftKings Sportsbook?
4: I did. I hit big. I had Nikola Jokic to get a double-double and the Nuggets to win. The win looked good over the last couple <laughs> minutes. The Nuggets needed two Monte Morris miss free throws for Jokic to get two offensive rebounds on literally their last possession of the game to get the double-double. So he finished with uh, 36 points and 10 rebounds. Um, Thank you, Monte Morris, for missing those two free throws. (laughs) Making the Nuggets sweat a little. And uh, Nicole Jokic not only getting one, but two rebounds on that possession. That was was one of the crazier hits that I've had this season.
0: Obviously, when you're in the playoffs, things are exciting no matter what. But I feel like when you have a little bit of money – on something, it just makes it even more exciting. Like, um bit of Spencer Smith our one of our golf guys his fiance had MP, was MPJ to score the first basket so then everyone around us is like oh my god is it going to be MPJ oh no pass the ball to MPJ and then he hits it and everyone's like so hyped for her and it can be the littlest it could be a dollar unit however you want to talk about it but it just makes it a little more fun and drafting yeah. sports book is just a blast um, to have some fun and put some money down but like I said it's playoff time so bigger stakes bigger promotions DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200. That's 40 to one odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt, the nuggets for the trophy. And if that team wins, you'll receive $200 in free credits. DraftKings loves to just give you some free money. So even if you're doing bad after a few bets or after a rough weekend, they'll, they'll send you a profit boost. They'll send you a few things to kind of entice you back into it. That's what happened to me. And I got sucked right back into, uh, sports bet. <laughs> so download that top rated sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on any basketball team of your choosing to win the game. Like I said, that's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wagers apply. Wagers paid out in site credits credits restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522 4700 0, 0. now the, the nuggets and the outs have these late start so oh you're going to need some Strava Craft co- and some Breck, but some Strava Craft coffee uh, to keep you awake and ready to go before some of these games. Thankfully, apps play at 6 on Sunday, so not too late. But last night the, uh, the Nuggets played at 8.30 and I don't think they actually started until like 8.45, 8.50. So mm. Strava Craft coffee, they are CBD infused coffee. They're so good. And right now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use that code DNVR25. They have been some of our longest supporters. And as always, when you support DNVR sponsors you are truly supporting us so give them try them out today that's promo code dmvr 25 i was seeing if i was missing anything and they also have a subscription so if you hate running out of coffee just go online subscribe to their coffee and they will send you coffee two four six eight weeks whenever you choose and it'll just be dropped off right at your doorstep it's pretty freaking amazing so check that out today go to the dmvr bar These next few weeks are going to be so much fun. Um, And check out all of our awesome content. Harrison writes amazing things. Drew writes amazing things. Zach writes amazing things. Ruto makes amazing videos. Uh, Not so much on the writing. (laughs)
2: Nope. Nope. I know my strengths, all right?
0: And then Twitter can be a bit of a toxic place, especially if your favorite team loses. What are you Uh, talking about? (laughs) So we have the DNVR Discord, the DNVR Lounge, where, you know, you get to talk about your teams, you get to talk about snowboarding, skiing, food, whatever you want, but it's respectful. Everyone respects each other, knows that everything is coming with good intentions, so definitely check out uh, DNVR today and subscribe. You'll get a free shirt and a holistic wellness stick, which is pretty awesome, just like Strava Craft Coffee. All right, Drew, let's go next to you. Who is the most unexpected playoff performance that you've seen in Rockies history.
1: So there are actually quite a few candidates for for the Rockies on this one. And and baseball kind of lends itself to this. And it's a little bit different because it's not going to be like guys having a big breakout, like a huge game. Uh, It it really does come down to one moment. If you're thinking of recent history, you've obviously got to go with Tony Walters, um, who had maybe been the worst hitter in all of baseball for 2018 so the fact that he produced the biggest hit of the season for the Crazy. Colorado Rockies in the 13th inning in Chicago uh and quieting that rabid crowd down and, and ended up being the game winner that was I think it comes down to that one hit it's not like he went four for five with three ribbies and a homer or something like he it came down to a single back up the middle uh it is only bad in the game you know but that was that was the game winner from a guy who, again, whose statistics at the plate were just awful that season. Um, they've had a few of those. They, they had a couple of those in 2007. Of course, everyone remembers Jamie Carroll coming through with the big sack fly. Again, one moment. Jeff Baker is a guy whose name almost nobody remembers, but he got the game-winning hit in game three of the NLDS, the blackout game. I was there the, the first and, and to this point only time the Colorado Rockies gotten out of the first round. Uh, of the postseason. Ubaldo Jimenez started that game. It blacked out a course Field. All the lights went out. So wow. Up, uh, you know, a tightly pitched game. It was 1-1 going into the late innings. Two outs, runner in scoring possession. And and um, Jeff Baker. Think of, you know, Pat Vileka, Charlie Culberson. What it, you, take your pick. Almost every baseball team has one of those guys. And Jeff Baker was it for that team. Hard ground or through the right side. Ball game, the Rockies are going to the NLCS. Uh, and so, they, you know, they've had those over the years. There's one I want to point out, though, that is actual postseason performance. And that was Manny Corpus in 2007. Mm. Isn't remembered as often, isn't really thought of when you think of, you know, Hall of Fame, just Rockies players, like all-time great yeah. Rockies. But Manny Corpus pitched 10.1 innings in the postseason in 2007 with an 0.87 ERA. He gave up one run. On six hits, he struck out seven guys and picked up five saves, including all three games of the NLDS against the Phillies, who had the best record in the National League that year, and two games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Manny Corpus might actually be my pick for a guy you wouldn't expect. Like, who's really dominant in the postseason? (laughs) You go back and look, yeah, it was that guy.
0: That is crazy. Those
1: those are my picks. You guys can decide which ones are the best ones.
4: No, I I feel like, though, Drew, that's almost – really cool beauty about baseball or or something that's really cool about baseball is in the playoffs you just get these guys that come out of nowhere to have these big plays like the eighth ninth men in the batting order like they'll come up with a big single or or, you know a a big play here or there in the nba you can get an austin rivers fourth quarter but i feel like it's way more rare than, than just that unexpected guy coming through in baseball
0: I totally agree. There's, like, more things to happen where it could just – the significance of just one play can mean so much in baseball compared to basketball. Like, if Austin would have hit the game-winning shot, people would have definitely been talking about him. And knowing the atmosphere at the DMVR bar, people would probably be chanting his name. But, like, his overall performance throughout the entire game was, like, what made him stand out while in baseball. It just can be one thing that just changes everything.
2: I I love the Manny Corpus pick. Uh, quality closers in Rocky's history are few <laughs> and far between, yeah. and Manny Corpus is a name I haven't heard in at least a decade, probably. <laughs> you know. right. mm. That
1: is so. Oh, I see Billy mentioning Kaz Matsui. That's another. Great one, uh, kind of gets overlooked. He had a grand slam in game one against the Phillies in that postseason. He was also a part of that big rally in game 163. I know that's technically not the postseason, but we think about that in Rockies history. Uh, Matsui was phenomenal, but yeah, to um, Harrison's point, do you guys remember somebody named Christian Cologne? Uh, probably no. not, no. absolute journeyman no. in baseball. Uh, in 2015. And I just pulled up his Wikipedia page really quick. I didn't have this totally memorized, but uh, <laughs> he hadn't taken in a bat in four weeks. He hadn't played in the postseason. He took a pinch hit appearance for the Royals in the 12th and delivered. What was the game winning single of the world series. Wow. And never had been heard from again. So those are, yeah. So Harrison's right. Like baseball just lends itself to that moment where you just go, who's left on the bench, Tony. Yeah. Well, he's due. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's due. He's due up. Someone's got to take this at bat. You can't pass the ball to LeBron or Mm -hmm. Nikola. You can't just put the ball in the hands of your quarterback or find Nathan McKinnon. Like, if Tony Walters is due up, Tony Walters is due up. Let's go, baby. Exactly. Exactly, and
3: that that that's what I love about baseball is all these other sports. You know when it's going to end, and then if it goes into overtime, okay, well then you know there's five more minutes uh, of ball that's going to happen. With baseball, you don't know when the end is, and so I mean it's just incredible how managers have to manage that. Okay, do we go all in in the tenth, or do we try to hold some guys, and or do we do we get to the point where you know first basemen are pitching, and right. uh, <laughs> and it creates these moments. Yes, it does.
0: We had a, the Denver Sports Podcast where we talked about uh, every job, every like key job, coaches and managers um, in sports and which one is might be the hardest. And I totally agree, Zach. That is definitely something that going into extra innings and not knowing how many extra innings there might be, like that is tough to manage.
3: Yeah,
1: seriously. It can literally go forever. And now they've added this weird, you know, the California rule where they put the runner on second, which is only really – complicated things more because now it's like do you bunt do you play for the one run do you play for two runs knowing that they're likely to get a run too you play it differently at home extra inning baseball has just gotten wilder and I will say as much as I hate it I do think it's had like the intended effect of turning every extra inning game and every moment in every extra inning game into edge of your seat stuff because it can swing so quickly so that'll be interesting to see how that plays in postseasons moving forward
0: Drew, I just got the ESPN notification that the Pirates-Rockies game is yeah. postponed.
1: Good. More seven-inning doubleheaders that start at 10 o'clock in the morning. I ain't afraid. <laughs> Bring it on.
0: <laughs> so got they're playing Strava tomorrow?
1: Coffee and a little Wagyu beef bacon with your morning baseball.
0: <laughs> there you go. Man, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so they play tomorrow. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah. Pittsburgh. First game
1: at 10, second game at 2 uh, local Colorado time.
0: Yeah. I wonder if the East Coast is just having <laughs> oh, bad weather because the Mets it, Mets uh, played the Rockies this weekend in New York and they had the same thing happen.
1: Yeah. They're also playing it fast and loose with these seven. Now that they've added seven inning double headers to the mix and they can put pull them out whenever they want. They're like, yeah, let's just do two games tomorrow. We'll get them in real quick.
0: <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's not a big deal. It doesn't matter how long these guys play. Just let's do more.
1: I mean, Marquez threw a complete game on 62 pitches the other day. Six innings, 62 pitches, complete game. What are we what is happening <laughs> in
3: the world? I don't... <laughs> talk about messing with stats yeah. and record books right. with that. Stuff.
2: What a nightmare the stat heads are gonna have looking back at their <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine Uh, if the NFL was like, okay, no, I get the point about the Thursday games, but so we'll just play three quarters. Thursday games (laughs) are just three
3: quarters. (laughs) What are you talking
1: about?
0: Why? That's so funny. Uh, We have someone in the comments, Rip City saying that they have migraine. They're still dealing with the migraine. I Hope you feel better. Uh, Some CBD products might help (laughs) or some caffeine, you know, or, or (laughs) liquor, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) to each their own on how they cure their migraines um all right rudo you were throwing out some names from the 1996 team that i had not heard of and i think there might be a few other people who have also not heard of them so i definitely want you to explain a little bit of these guys
2: yeah so as usual i have multiple answers because i can't do just one but we're going to start with the name that should be storied to every, every Avalanche fan's mind and Huey Krupp. Um A lot of people nowadays probably don't know him as well, but he was a veteran defenseman when he came to Colorado. He played for Quebec the year before uh, came over with the move. In the very first ever Colorado Avalanche game, he blew out his knee. Missed nearly the entire season. Wow. Comes back right before the playoffs, gets into the playoffs, and scores 16 points in 22 games for Colorado. And he was a decent, productive offensive defenseman for his time, but he didn't put up numbers like that in the regular season. That was extremely productive for him. And as all Avalanche fans know from that time, he got to live the moment that every kid plays out in their backyard, much like Tebow's moment. Uh, in the playoffs as well. Triple overtime, game four, Stanley Cup winning goal. Yui Krupp scores it, cements his name.
0: Triple overtime? Wow.
2: He is on a very short list of hockey players that can say they scored the Stanley Cup winning goal in the NHL. So I give that one to him. There's a couple of other incredible performances from skaters over the years, excuse me, including uh, Jeff Odgers against New Jersey in game six. I believe Dan Hynote had four points in that series as well for grinders. Uh, they Any points you score in the playoffs back then for, for a grinder line was uh, few and far between. We'll put it that way. But for the modern one, and this is one that recent fans will know, but I am sure In a decade, no one is going to remember Andrew Hammond.
0: The Hamburglar!
2: The (laughs) Hamburglar himself. (laughs) Um, Hammond's story is, is kind of all over the place. He was a minor league goaltender for a long time, got called up for Ottawa a handful of years before he came to Colorado, and went on one of the hottest runs ever in the NHL where the, he could just do no wrong. He could not miss. That's where he got his nickname because it's Ottawa. And they decided to throw hamburgers on the ice every time he won hockey games.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Love
2: it. <laughs> so They as a uh, against what's happening these days, sometimes throwing food onto the ice is good. And uh not yes. bad to throw. Yeah.
0: Don't throw popcorn at anyone looking at you, Philadelphia. Throw food Dar- for <laughs> people, not
2: at people. But so he comes to Colorado. He's in their minor league system. He essentially doesn't play all year. He plays in one regular season game for Colorado. He played well, ended up losing it. They get into the playoffs. First round against Nashville. Very, very low expectations for the Evs. Their first year in the playoffs in four years, I believe. Um, You get to game four. He comes in in relief for injured Avalanche goaltenders is, uh, you know, that's a thing that happened to the Avs a little bit too often lately.
0: Yeah, let's pray that, like, touch every wood possible, (laughs) knock on wood, whatever you believe in to make sure that does not happen this year.
2: But he comes in for game five after that. Avs are down 3-1 in the series, and he has – For games that didn't go to overtime, he made the most saves of anyone in Avalanche history in a playoff game. Wow. So, and it was a game they probably still should have lost. He only gave up one goal. They were down one nothing with like three minutes left in the game, but he kept them in it and gave an opportunity for one of the best Avalanche calls in the modern era of the guts all over the place call, which we even have a shirt of, so... I I think Andrew Hammond takes it for me just because he was a total unknown a few years before that and immediately after went back to being an unknown. Mm -hmm. But that one moment, at least for me, will live on forever.
0: Totally. Billy here in the comments saying after the trade, they just left him with Ottawa's minor league team. That's how much of a throwaway he was at the time of the Girard trade.
2: They said, you can just stay with Belleville. You don't even have to come into our system. You're just emergency backup guy.
0: That's crazy. I The Hamburglar story, I feel like, especially with just it being the first time the Abs are in the playoffs and and so long, just stuck out. I'll, I'll always remember the Hamburglar, at least.
2: And Everyone ignores that he got blown out in Game 6. Nobody needs to remember that part. Just nope. remember Game 5. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. If you guys have any guys you want to talk about in the comments, definitely leave a comment and we can touch on them. But before we wrap up the show, we got to do who won the week. Before that, Chevalier Mortgage.
1: <laughs> you, definitely you didn't win the damn week.
0: Definitely Sorry, not the rock. Jumping the gun. No, <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you're gonna have to think of something. I was gonna so. say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, she- Chevalier Mortgage, they are one of our awesome partners. And whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home in this market, which is just really tough, you need people that are going to be there by your side and actually help you and support you. And Chevalier Mortgage, Mike and Virginia, both are incredible people. Definitely check them out. If you're going through the loan process before and you would rather uh, – not go through that alone, <laughs> they suggest it's like a root canal having to do that stuff. Uh, Mike in Virginia, like I said, uh, Chevalier, MML, MNO- uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like MNO-
4: MLS number. I don't have their N- NMLS, NMLS, memorized.
0: NMLS 0631. Not NMLS number 1931006 for Michael. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. People who listen to this podcast all the time knew that I was on fire with that little NMLS, and I just <laughs> messed it up for everyone. So <laughs> uh, Definitely check them out, though. And you can go to dnvrmortgage.com uh, and, and see all of their information and all that good stuff and enter to win a shirt and a hat. All right. Time to play Who Won the Week? Let me get this, Drew. Have you thought of something? Oh, Are I, you ready? Are you oh, ready yeah. for this? I am oh. ready to
1: give an answer that everyone will like,
0: love. <laughs> okay, let's, <laughs> let's roll the sound. Who
2: did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see.
0: Let's start with you, Drew. All right. <laughs> <laughs> some wow. entertainment I mean, all right why did the rockies or anyone in the rockies organization or honestly anyone you want to talk about week?
1: <laughs> oh I, I, yeah i could have gone outside i'll actually pick one that's that's a little nicer and so the rockies were, were bad this week but ryan mcmahon was very very good uh hit one of the most impressive home runs of his career off of Jacob DeGrom and has really reinserted himself back into the all-star conversation. In fact, he pretty much should be the Rockies all-star this year. He's second in the national league in home runs and he's first in all of baseball, including, and especially at third base in defense. Ryan McMahon's the best defender in baseball. Time. He wins the week.
0: Um, Real quick before we get to the other guys, any update on Trevor's story? He exited the game yesterday. Uh people were a little nervous, but it sounded like it was just arm tightness.
1: Yeah, it sounds like precautionary arm tightness stuff. I haven't heard any update beyond that. Somebody said he was feeling it close to his elbow, which made me go, Ooh. but Uh-oh. uh yeah. Uh but but no update beyond that. It just sounded All like right. it was tightness, he's day to day.
0: Keep an eye on DMVR underscore Rockies on Twitter for updates on all yeah. of that. I was going to say good stuff, but that's bad news. So. Bad stuff. For all updates. Ryan
1: McMahon all-star campaign, though. Get him in the all-star game. He belongs there.
0: Oh, when and did Patrick say here. you can start? Yeah. <laughs> really? We uh, didn't know. Uh, when can uh, you start next voting? Week. I next I think next week.
1: week the voting starts.
0: All right. Go vote, guys, for Ryan McMahon. Bruto, why did the Avs win a week that they did nothing and did not play? Go. <laughs>
2: That's exactly why they won
3: the
0: week.
2: They <laughs> yeah, get to sit yeah. at home on their couch. The real reason they won the week is because Vegas, Minnesota, goes to Game 7. Those teams are beating the crap out of each other, and they have to be tired. They only get one day of rest going Wild. into their Round 2 series against Colorado. Colorado gets to come in healthier, rested, and good to go for Round 2 against whichever team it ends up being.
0: Time. Time. Um, Okay, so they play Sunday. So I have a quick question for you that I'll probably ask you on our breakdown, depending on. But let's say the Wild win tonight. Aren't you a little intimidated by that, like, coming back from 3-1?
2: Imagine being intimidated by the Wild.
0: Not the Wild themselves, but momentum. We've learned that with the Stanley Cup, you never know. If a team is hot, you might be a little nervous about it. No.
2: No worry. No. Okay. The – any momentum they have runs into Nathan McKinnon and just falls over. Okay.
0: I mean, yeah, watching their games, (laughs) the the Wild 1 with 13 shots on goal. So I understand not being intimidated by the – but momentum, I feel like in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you just never know.
2: Look, anything's possible. There's a reason they play the games. But – I I wouldn't be worried about either team for the Avs confident in them. And Minnesota is the easier of the two straight up.
0: All right. Uh, Zach, why did the Broncos win the week?
3: Patrick Sertan, the second one the week. Despite playing zero NFL snaps, guys, he's the one that every single veteran is talking about this week. Von Miller calls him the real deal. Said he's a specimen. Said he he looks like he's a pass rusher with the feet of a cornerback. He just looks like a beast out there. He's the biggest player in the secondary. Justin Simmons says, wait, I look over a cornerback and I think it's me over there because he's so big and so talented. This guy is the real deal. And he hasn't even played. NFL snap yet?
0: Hi. All right. And the Broncos might win the week next week if Aaron Rodgers comes to town. Do they
3: have have a
1: practice? Something going (laughs) on?
0: Do they have a practice? Uh, We are releasing an explainer. Uh, DMVR explains on why. Green Bay might have needed to wait until after June 1st and all the money stuff. Zach did a great job. So that should be on Twitter today or tomorrow. So definitely check that out. Um if you're interested a little more in the Aaron Rodgers to Denver possibility.
1: You better make that happen, Zach. I'm counting on yeah. you. Specific- Zach, it's all on <laughs> I'm you. I'm trying. <laughs>
3: just Swing that, could you?
0: How how are you feeling about it, Zach? We haven't heard your take. Do you think it'll happen?
3: I'm at like 60-40. 60% okay. chance that it happens, 40 that it doesn't. Let's if he's go. traded, I think it's a 100% chance that it's to the Broncos. I think the Broncos uh, are, are ready to make a huge offer for him. Aaron wants to come to Denver. Uh, and so it's just forcing the Packers to trade him. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to publicly force that to happen. He's going to come have to come out and say something. I don't think he wants to, so I don't think it's something that we see happen next week or the week after. Okay. But I do think that that it could, it very well could be something that happens in a month or two.
2: Yeah, rumor has it, he heard about the vibes of the DNVR bar and said he has to come here now. So Exactly. exactly.
0: He said he wanted the Broncos and people cheering for him that loudly.
3: Well, uh, we, know, we know Aaron, Aaron, Aaron can Rogers pound just beers, wants to... so it's a perfect place. <laughs> That's all, true. All
1: Aaron Rodgers has ever wanted is to live up to the legacy of Austin Rivers.
0: Exactly. That's true. true.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Harrison, Harrison was like, uh, I'm, uh, uh. "All right, Harrison, why did the Nuggets win the week?"
4: Well, they're up two-one on Portland. I don't think many people thought they'd be here going up against Damian Lord and CJ McCollum, one of the best backcourts in the league, without their starting backcourt. But the bottom line is Nikola Jokic, the MVP of the league, is absolutely dominating this series. He's the first player to record 30 points and shoot 50% or better from the field in the first three games of a playoffs since Michael Jordan in 1992. He's in Michael Jordan territory so far in these playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a pretty solid argument. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. that's he might be okay.
2: I guess he's decent.
4: <laughs> we got to start talking about Nicole Jokic as just one of the best scorers in the league. Like, People love to talk about, oh, he's one of the greatest passing big men of all time. Like, spoiler alert, he's the best passing big man ever. He's one of the best passers in NBA history. But this guy is also one of the most unstoppable scorers in the league. Unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, it's going to be a crazy weekend at the DNVR Bar. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you're trying to go down there, make sure to get there early. We do uh, get pretty packed. Um... Definitely just make sure you get there early. It is so much fun. And then of course you can catch all of our content on the DMVR.com and subscribe to this YouTube channel where we do post game shows, pre game shows uh, for a lot of our teams, definitely post game shows for everyone. And then we release um, awesome videos like that DMVR Explains video I'm talking about. Rudo does his reviews. So we've got a lot of good stuff. Definitely check it out if you're new and we will see you guys next week. Bye.